Hey, dear listeners, it's David Kay. Megatron from Beast Wars. Yes, excellent. And of course, Optimus Prime from Transformers Animated, Transforming Rollout. I just want to say uh, thank you on behalf of John and Paul. 500 episodes. And they just want to express their, uh, their gratefulness and thanks for, uh, for all of you for, uh, for tuning in. And uh, shout out to Canada, my old uh, home country. And again, thanks. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast, Joe. I'm Paul. I'm John, and that was the real David Kay. Yep. Today, it is episode 49 of Transformers Energon and episode 500 of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast show. It is destructive power. Congratulations on what's your 500th episode and alls, but also watch out for the dimensional rift in the corner of the room. I don't see a dimensional rift. It's not in that corner. Try again. Almost there. Hey, a dimensional rift! There you go. Why is there a dimensional rift in the corner of the room? What, I should care? It's probably got something to do with all them Hermans from... The Hermanverse. Oh, I can't stand the Hermanverse. It's the lamest storyline we've had. Well, according to Autobot Science, by simply reversing the polarity or something, we can close the dimensional rift and everything will go back to normal. Autobot Science? Yeah, I took it as an elective in blimp school. That's too bad I accidentally teleported my magic cell phone into the future back in episode 26. It would sure come in handy right now. Wink. That's enough talk about dimensional rifts and magic cell phones and blimp school. We're running tape. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, Galvatron got swole. And in this episode, Hell accused narrating, because he always does it now. Yep, he's going to introduce the show, and he whines and complains that Galvatron is trying to become Unicron. Uh, the Decepticons are watching by a distance, and they're like, oh, what's going on, oh, great leader? And then this is, I think, where the bumper would be. And when we come back, Dr. Kicker's dad and some Autobots are watching from the control room, and uh, they're seeing, like, all the Autobots in the ground have to run away. Yeah, man, Dr. Jones is even like, I've never seen a transformation like this, but what about when Optimus did exactly this, except even larger, <laughs> yeah. twice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> This show is so out of ideas. Um, and Bulkhead's actually, Bulkhead's got a good idea here because he's like, hey, why don't you all go ahead and uh, go help Optimus or Kicker or whoever? I'm going to stay here and watch Dr. Kicker's dead. <laughs> yep. And uh, Primus still isn't awake for a reminder to that. And uh, back down near the Energon thing, I guess Kicker, Ironhide, and the Omnicons are still on their way to the Super Energon Temple. Like, it's within sight. For how many episodes now? And they're still not there. Well, and there's this giant conduit of green energon coming up out of it, which I'm guessing is the other end of the thing that's connected to Galvatron. Yeah, it comes in later. It's eh, whatever. It is whatever. Um, but then uh, all Kicker and the gang, they run into Scorponok and he's got all his Insecticons. So Ironhide transforms and challenges Scorponok. And then the two of them start to talk and they don't finish talking until next Wednesday. Oh, it just goes on and on and on. And Ironhide uh, basically tells Scorponok, we need to stop Galvatron from turning into Unicron. And then he knows that's happening somehow, I guess. But Scorponok just won't listen, and he tackles Ironhide, and then Insecticons move in on Kicker and RC. 
And back up on the surface, the Decepticons are chasing, like the Autobots are still retreating, the Decepticons are chasing them. <laughs> Snowcat does a great Naruto run. Yes, I think he even says, have no fear, Snowcat is here. <laughs> yeah, they're all being idiots. Uh, I think Demolisher's like, he's, you know, wheeling about and doing donuts yeah, or like whatever. Yeah, he's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then Optimus comes to a space bridge uh, with Jetfire and Omega Supreme and then tells Jetfire to, like, immediately go back. Well, I think he tells him, get to the Super Energon pool or something, get the Omnicons working on it. But uh, Oh, I thought he wanted to get them out of there. Okay. Yeah, he tells, oh, he, no, he tells him to get to Primus. And then, yeah, then he and Omega, well, he says we should power link, but then Omega Supreme thinks that's a bad idea because Primus is still asleep and that matters why. Like, when has Primus being asleep ever stopped him from doing anything? Let's start with that. But why would... Does he need to ask permission or something? Paul, you are completely missing the point. Green orb! That yeah, is the point, apparently, because that. the green orb comes up, and it's going to happen about seven more times that we see the green orb. <laughs> well, after it shows that, Optimus says, I'll use the power of Unicron within me so we can link up. Like, what? But he, like, so he did, but he, remember when he turned swole himself, he did kind of have, they were like, oh, Optimus, you're mad with Unicron's power, and he was punching the planet. Maybe he still got some of that in. I don't know why I'm trying to find logic in this show, but I am. But they do power link, and well, Rodimus and Landmine, and Rodimus is still linked with Prowl, and it looks so stupid when Prowl's the bottom of it. <laughs> it does, it does. But they're blasting away at Galvatron. It's absolutely pointless, and Optimus just flies up and tells Galvatron, who's thousands of times bigger than him prepare to defend yourself and then he releases all of the lasers from his fingies and toes and it does nothing yeah he calls it his Battlestorm laser attack and galvatron just punches him like half a mile into an energon <laughs> tower and he hits it so hard it like cracks in the top half of it like falls off it falls on him uh, <laughs> and then releases a, releases a whole bunch of energon gas because he stands up in the gas and he's like oh your size doesn't intimidate me galvatron <laughs> and then galvatron steps on him just stomps him flat and then hotshot and i guess he's downshift in this episode wheeljack but uh they power link but before they can do anything starscream attacks them yeah he's got those uh, the shoulder cannons like he had an animated they they he uses them a lot in this series now um and then optimus lifts up the fallen tower i guess it was on him now and starts flying around galvatron who can't catch him well it looked to me like what he did is he pushes galvatron's foot up off of him and then off camera it's almost like he topples galvatron over okay all right um and then galvatron gets annoyed and becomes electric i guess and grows yeah. bigger he says you're annoying me and i hate being annoyed and the decepticon three stooges they talk about it for a minute and then they run for it in the rodimus landmine retreat too because galvatron's still getting even bigger okay so question for you paul science question for you how big is, can Galvatron get before his own mass makes him start to collapse in on himself? In, into, into a sphere, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like a planet. <laughs> I don't have the exact answer, Ooh. but I know that's the reason why planets are round. I learned that from Carl Sagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not anyway, uh, then we go to Kicker and RC. They're fleeing from the Insecticons, and they jump over this like cliff edge of the crevasse, and Ironhide stays behind. He's like, don't worry, I'm going to handle Scorponok. So he does, and then they start talking again. <laughs> Yeah, first he's like tells the Insecticon step right up and get stomped, and Scorponok tells him, "All right, step aside, let me deal with this idiot." And uh, 
yeah, they talk forever. But then finally, Ironhide tackles him back across the room into a broken wall or something. And then there's the, a shot here that uh, it doesn't make sense with dialogue, but Kicker's driving on RC and he, he whispers to himself, hang in there, Optimus, we're on our way. But he's not on his way to Optimus, he's no. on his way to the Super Energon <laughs> temple pool thing. He's still on his way. And uh, Galvatron keeps growing and laughing and commercial break. Hasbro and Paramount Home Entertainment present Transformers Energon, coming to DVD and VHS for the first time ever. In a world that is constantly evolving, change means power, and power means everything. Optimus Prime Super Mode! Especially on the planet Earth, where a vital source of strength, Energon, can be found. The most powerful energy in the universe. Energon. It is in abundance on Earth. Now, the Decepticons need it to get stronger. We'll need a lot more Energon. Bring us more. Bring us more. The Autobots need it to survive. Protect the Energon mine at all costs. And when the eternal struggle continues, the countdown to extinction begins. This October, Hasbro's Transformers Energon comes to DVD and VHS with special bonus features only you can control. Coming to DVD and VHS October 2004. More than meets the eye. And when we come back, Galvatron is still growing. And so is the dimensional riff. Lou, can you do something about this? No. Dang it. Ow! Something cell phone shape hit me in the head. What is it? Oh, it's my magic cell phone that I sent into the future in episode 26. But you sent it into the future in Atlantic City. How did it get into our studio? How did it get into the studio? Just let me do my thing, would you? <laughs> there. Dimensional rift closed. Everything is back to normal. But how can we be sure? Hey, fuckos! Hey, Herman. Bye, Herman. Okay, back to normal. Uh, but uh, we're, Galvatron is getting bigger, and Rodimus and Optimus are... Oh, yeah, Rodimus shows up. And he and Optimus are watching him get bigger. And Rodimus says, what do we do? And Optimus says, uh, nothing. Yep, that's his brilliant plan. We're just going to wait until he escapes into space, and then he's someone else's problem, I guess. Keep but... in mind, Optimus wants to let him escape into space. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, Galvatron's eyes turn green, so I guess Unicron... Wait a minute, Paul, wait a minute, wait a minute. Green orb! Oh! Yes, shows that again, too. And uh, Galvatron does start to fly off, and that strand of green energon is still connected to him, so it almost looks like he's pulling Cybertron with him. Kind of. It also looks stupid. Uh, and then we go to Kicker and all his whole gang, and they arrive at the base of those Energon cables. There is kind of a neat shot where they look up and the cables just disappear into space and nothingness. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, and Kicker decides he's just going to cut through them all. Yep. He tells the guys, or he has the Energon saber there. We did see these guys earlier. We, we forgot to mention, but they, uh, they form the sword and he starts hacking through them. Even one of the Omnicons is like, how are we going to cut off the supply of Energon? And Kicker's like, we cut it. Like, you just said it, man. Yeah, Kicker does make sense here, although I was pretty sure he was supposed to go to the Super Energon pool and not whatever this is. Although I guess this is over the pool. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, they start hacking away, and then we get another shot of 
of Galvatron yanking on Cybertron, getting tethered to it, and then Green Orb! And then uh, we go to Dr. Kicker's dad, who's like, hey, did you think about cutting the strands? <laughs> yes, and Kicker's like in the middle of doing it. He's like, even, like he even says, I cut, I'm right in the middle of it, dad. And then he's like, or Dr. Jones is like, it took me hours to come up with that. Hours. Hours to figure out, pull the plug. <laughs> what a goober. Uh, there's a little line where Bulkhead, like, mocks Kicker for cutting through them one by one, saying he's not too bright. But I'm like, what else would he do with a sword? Yeah. That's, that's how you do it, man. You got to start somewhere. They're all kind of, when it cuts back to them different times, you can see the Omnicons are swinging their weapons around too, right? It's not just Kicker. Yeah. So we go to Galvatron who's trying to escape the planet. So Optimus now decides we need to get in front of him and stop him. <laughs> and well, Dr. Jones thinks that Galvatron's towing the planet and he's towing it towards Alpha Q. Not Alpha yeah, Q, who planet, I thought was dead. Alpha Q, yeah, but yeah, the Autobots fly out in front of him, but then Starscream gets in front of them, and because there's one of him and six of them, four of them power linked and one of them Superion, they're all like oh, Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, so we just Kicker sends or Doctor Kicker's dad sends Jetfire out to help Kicker, who he says is helping Optimus or whatever. But then we go back to the really important part, which is Ironhide and Scorponok talking more. Yep. There's more talking, and then Scorponok tosses Ironhide across the room, but then Ironhide reminds him he still has Team Ironhide backing him up. <laughs> who, who are all dead. And then Scorponok says, hey, I forgot about them. Are they in kindergarten? But no, they're all dead. And then Ironhide insists he is nothing without his team, who are all dead. Yep, and how dare you insult them, and you know, Galvatron doesn't even care about you, and Scorponok's even like... He's my boss, not my friend. He's not supposed to care about me. Uh, so Ironhide finally, this is maybe the only real action I enjoyed. Ironhide punches out Scorponok and knocks him on his ass and then uh, talks more. Yeah, Ironhide tells Scorponok Galvatron is turning into Unicron and it doesn't matter if he's loyal to Galvatron at this point because Galvatron is going to be gone. And there's this bit where Scorponok is like, hey, I, I can't help it. I'm programmed to be uh, to serve Megatron it's, or Galvatron. It's what I want to do. But wait, are you programmed to do it or are you aware? of it or like what how, how much of a thrall are you doesn't matter none of it makes any sense um the insecticons come in and protect scorpionok and suddenly ironhide respects their loyalty well yeah it's either that or he's like i can use this you know try and get my point through to this guy because he eventually gets to the point that the look man the insecticons follow you but unlike galvatron with his decepticons including you you actually respect your troops. Yeah, I think it was both. He, he, Ironhide respected their loyalty and then realized, oh, this is how I get through to this dolt. Uh, of course, it's not going to work, but that doesn't matter. We go back to Kicker and company hacking through all these Energon strands, um, and they cut them off, and then below is, we finally see the Super Energon pool. Yep, and it has changed from its Decepticon colors, they call it, back to its original blue, which means they can start making Energon stars to wake up Primus. So they can wake up Primus, Yahoo! And then we go to space where Starscream and Omega Prime are fighting around Galvatron. It's kind of neat seeing Galvatron massive and out of focus in the background. Yeah. Um, but then uh, he transforms into jet mode, and now is a robot in disguise. I couldn't <laughs> <laughs> even find him yeah he starts flying off and now alpha q again he's worried that he's galvatron is coming to destroy their planet again and then we go to misha who says she doesn't know where he's going but galvatron's not headed for alpha q green orb
It took a scientist hours to figure out that cutting off the supply of fuel was the best way to keep something from using more fuel. That's too stupid to worry about. What's even stupider is that Kicker is the only character that figured it out up to that point. And what's even stupider than that is that Kicker is the only one Dr. Jones tells to cut the strands. Tell the Autobots! Start hacking at this thing at both ends and you'll get it done a lot faster. Why didn't Kicker tell the Autobots when he figured it out? This shouldn't even have to be told. Galvatron didn't have that glowing green mass of cables attached to him before, did he? Well, then that must be what's powering up. Deal with that first. They don't even need to get close and risk getting stepped on. They have guns. This thing is huge and more or less fixed in place. Should be an easy target. And besides, if they cut the strands up here, they'll fall back down and bury Kicker alive. Galvatron's plan is foiled. Kicker is gone forever. The Omnicons can make Energon stars for Primus. All in all, a good... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show, the 500th episode, Destructive yeah. Power, who cares what episode it was, David K. Yes, thank you to David K. for that intro. Yeah, that was really cool of him to do that. Uh, we also want to thank the dear listeners. Uh, some of you have been listening from the beginning. Some of you have gone back to listen to the beginning, you fools. Uh, thank you all. Yeah, thank you for uh, sending in your names. And speaking of the people who sent in the names, Paul, I guess it's time for the big draw! Yes! Drumroll, please. Dear listeners, I have with me a hat with all the names in it. I'm going to draw a name from the hat, and that person will win a Coronation Starscream. That person is... Ben from New York. Yay! Yay. Congratulations, Ben. Uh, We are going to send you a Coronation Starscream and some Transformers, Nitpickers Podcast Show stickers, a bunch of stuff. And uh, Gentlemen, if I may. Oh, Jesus. As your unpaid legal representation, it is my duty to inform you that in addition to giving away a Studio Series 86-12 Coronation Starscream, you also informed your audience you would give away a core class Transformer figurine. So we get to give away another Transformer? I think that's a yes. All right, let's give away our core class Starscream. Okay, dear listeners, the next name from the hat is... Stuart from Kentucky. Hey! So, Stuart, we are going to send you a core class uh, Starscream and the Transformer stickers, all that fun stuff. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. First place to second place, Ben and Stuart. Congratulations. Congratulations, indeed. Uh, if you want to congratulate somebody on a 500th episode, you could email the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, and make sure you rate and review our podcast on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find 499 old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on trying! See you later. Right in the middle of it, Dad.